The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. Uh, first episode of 2022. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, I'm just going to say it's been crazy with my work schedule. <laughs> it is, it's, been a, it's, it's been a mess. Um, we were to record last week, but I wasn't feeling good after a long week of, let's just say, cleaning up a stage that had a 40-piece orchestra on it that hadn't <laughs> been swept or mopped in six weeks. So a lot of brass instruments really? and, and all spit valve spit on the ground and all the dust and everything else. Yeah, I was hurting last Friday when recording. Mm-hmm. And now doing um, the Disney on Broadway series at Epcot, uh, which is cool. Um, I know we, we've had talks about, okay, TV shows where musicals are like, shouldn't happen in, in modern mm-hmm. in modern day, those crossovers. Um, mm-hmm. for, for me, I mean, yeah, like the Flash Supergirl musical crossovers, uh, Glee, mm-hmm. I wasn't really into type thing. But um, the Tonys, watching the Tony Awards. Yes, I do get into uh, one. It's the one war show that actually sounds good from beginning to end. Unlike every other war show out there for music where first hour sounds great. And then it goes downhill after that. Um, see, I came from a theatrical background. That's how I got my start in entertainment was in theater. So I, I still have a little bit of, of that bug in many ways. Glee, Glee was just too much for me. When you say Glee to me, <clears throat> that's <laughs> the way you feel about Twilight is how I feel about Glee. <laughs> and, and and dude, I I respect that. I mean, I I was not, I did not watch Glee uh, as much as I'm a huge Rocky Horror Picture Show fan and Rocky Horror Show fan now because the the movie came from the from the the play or the, from the musical. I was I I could have cared less about their episode Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. I, I just I had no desire to see it. Um. And the funny thing is, one of my Broadway performer, the one of my Broadway performers that I'm working with right now was on Glee. So I'm not oh, mis- really I'm not going to mention to him that wasn't a fan. I'm not a fan of Glee. I don't know. I may be. Dude, totally respect that you were on the show. Mm-hmm. I just it wasn't my thing. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I still want to go see a Broadway show again. I, I, God, it's been it's been over 30 years since I've seen a Broadway show. <laughs> 
be it actually no yeah no i've seen broadway i've seen some touring shows down in tampa saw lion king and i saw beauty and the beast god even that's been a while that's been yeah it's been a while but i haven't been in new york to see a, a broadway show in over 30 years i just found out one of the last shows i saw is making will be making a comeback in the next year or two on broadway it's a show called chess called what chess uh the original the original show that's where the song one night in bangkok came from hmm. which was a song that hit the charts heard of it. it's a song that hit the charts in the mid to late 80s and a lot of people thought oh this song not realizing it came from a a, a musical it was like one of the first musical hits uh, first songs from a musical that hit the top chart pop charts in like forever when that used to be like a common thing in the 50s and 60s hmm. all of a sudden here comes this song uh Chess was about these two chess players, a Russian and an American, uh, bitter rivals who have who share the same love interest. Um, all this while playing different chess tournaments around the world and playing against each other um, during the height of the Cold War. So mm-hmm. almost like, but shortly after the Bobby Fischer uh, phenomenon. So, um, so with with all of that. And what made it interesting is the London version of the show, the American loses at the very end, hmm. loses the chess match, loses the girl, et cetera. In the American version, when it came to the U.S., it changed. The Russian lost because we couldn't have America <laughs> lose to the Russians here. Right. And then, and then there's a there's a song or a line in the show talking about um, tearing down the wall. Well, when the wall came down, the the show changed slightly for that song to now reflect that the wall has come down. Hmm. So uh, now it's being remounted. Uh, they're re they're bringing it back. Um, and one of the performers I'm working with tomorrow, her friend is involved in rewriting the. The book or the script is called a book on Broadway, uh, rewriting the book for the show. Um, and I'm curious to see what the new premise is, how they keep the songs and what the new premise, what the new uh, political strife is with the underlying strife is with the with the show. See how they modernize it, which I'd be excited for. All all based, Interesting. All based around the game, game of chess. <laughs> and the floor was laid out like a chessboard as well. It was it was amazing show. Absolutely amazing show. So. Yes, I am a theater geek as well, folks. This is why it's We Be Geeks. Um, I go, I'm going back to my roots some, and this is a show I'm excited to go back and see. I just wish there was video of the original shows so I could watch those again, show those to, to Zoe before getting her excited about the new version. But you now after working with these performers, I kind of want to go back to New York and see some of the, the Disney shows as well that are on Broadway see how they're done the comparisons i mean i've seen beauty and the beast i've seen lion king on tour um i would love to see aladdin Aladdin's gorgeous tarzan would be amazing to see um hercules is coming out and that's got my interest is it, i mean it was an okay movie okay music but I'm, cu- I'm curious to see how it translates to broadway sorry i'm boring you <laughs> you're talking musical crap man <laughs> that's right <laughs> no jules is not here <laughs> mm-hmm Sorry, it's theater bugs hit again briefly. Working with these stars, it's not my thing, but it's cool if you like it. Well, if it wasn't for me doing that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. We wouldn't be podcasting. We would have never met. So, in a roundabout way, there you go. It's what sparked my career. But um, <laughs> let's see, I got a bunch of stories from uh, trying to look. Um. 
trying to figure out. Oh, shoot. Okay, first off, let's hit some condolences. Because we got a lot of that going on. Oh, man. Just recently. Yeah. Here in Orlando was Bob Saget. Oh, yeah. He was just, he had just launched mm-hmm. his new tour here in Orlando and passed away here in town. So, yeah. Yeah. It was shocking. Um, Betty White. Mm-hmm. John Mad. Oh, yeah. Um, who, who else am I missing? Uh, Sydney Poitier. Sydney Poitier. Yeah. 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 Uh, can I think who else? Hmm. Okay. Celebrity Desk 2022. Or Desk in 2022. We're going to Wikipedia. Um, I mean, there are, there's quite a few names of people who died, who passed away today. None that we, that we really know. Quite a few Russian celebrities. Um, hmm. I'm just trying to go through. I mean, there's been quite a few major, but uh, I'm just glancing through. Ronnie Spector. Uh, he was a singer with the Ronettes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he passed away. Um, again, there's there's a lot of people who have passed, but I'm, I'm going through those who like us as well. The two of us would, would potentially recognize. I mean, I'm not going to go into politicians. I'm not. I mean, there's some right, other. Yeah. Um, yeah, Spectre died on the 12th. And we always say, oh, there's a group of three. Well, yeah, the group of three, but there's so many in the, in the background that the group of three, it's, it's a shame how you know, I'm looking at all these people, illustrators, doctors, football players, you know, sport, you know, athletes, military leaders, politicians, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And they don't, they don't get the recognition that they should either. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Hickman passed away on the ninth. I believe he was he was Doby and Doby Gillis. Oh well, I I think all right. Yeah, he he was Doby Gillis in the many loves of Doby Gillis. He passed away on the ninth. That's another big one. I know that one because I used to I used to watch the reruns mm-hmm. as a kid. Uh, of course, he he passed away the same day as Bob Saget. So. Um, just glancing through. Because I know there's some other big ones we missed. I mean, Betty White was huge. Mm. And, and everyone's like, oh, the year's ruined. No, the way I see it, she passed knowing that we're all in good hands now and her job's done. She can rest. So she's a sign of good things coming. Hmm. That's how I look at it. Is she feels she doesn't need to hold us together anymore. She she is she has moved on. You know, been been able to to move on, knowing that we're going to be in a good place. However, however that that is that that's how I that's look. That's a at good it. way to look at it. So, I unfortunately don't see it that way, but that's just my pessimistic views. <laughs> I I just I was tired of ever. I mean, I'm just tired of everyone going. Oh, it's a crap year. Sorry for me. I had a great 2021. I got to you know be a part of the tech crew at American Gardens Theater. Uh, we hit some major milestones with the shows here. Uh, you know between between Wookie Radio, Mighty Marvel Geeks, uh, or here Weeby Geeks. Um, you know, we've had some great interviews, some great guests, some great response. Uh, we had a great partnership from 2020 into 2021, uh, even though it ended prematurely. Um, we've had a great partnership with Pop Insider, who we still utilize stories from them off and on. Um, found out I'm going to the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser for work. 
got to meet some great, great personalities narrating candlelight processional. I mean, for me, it's, I'm not pressing luck. I, I think things have been good. So I, I'm kind of turning, being a little bit more optimistic about things. So, well, that's good. But, you know, not a lot of other people can. I know. I know. There's still a lot of people struggling. Well, downfall. Um, my mom will be moving down to Florida mid-year. So that's one mm. one downside. But <laughs> in many ways, it'll be better off. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm looking through this list. I mean, uh, this list is pretty long, believe it or not. But I'm I'm just I believe it. I'm not seeing a lot of big names. I mean, well, that's I mean, you not, know, the not big names. I'm sure they're big Betty names. Betty White, Bob's. I'm right, not seeing but, names that you know Betty White, jump out Bob Saget. That yeah, that's names everybody knows, but. There's, yeah. there's a lot of, of people that have passed away each year that, you know, aren't as famous, but yeah. Oh, yeah. But still, no less uh, important to some people. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just not within our. Uh, oh, Dan Reeves, football, football player with the Dallas Cowboys and coach with the Broncos and Falcons. Um, he had passed away. Hmm. That's the other big one I was thinking of. So, but. Uh, just from but from tonight, as we're recording on the 14th, now I'm just going to pull one person out that uh, I think deserves to be recognized as well. Uh, let's go with Boris Brovsky, who is a Russian cinematographer, and his movies were The Mysterious Wall, Cold Summer of 1953, and Dreams. We'll recognize him this week as well. Someone who passed away today. Hmm. Just to give the, just to give a little bit more recognition to him. Yeah, sure. So. The, the the weird thing is I've noticed is we've you know we're we're um you might say older gentlemen <laughs> and I've noticed we've reached the age now <laughs> we've reached the age where a lot of our a lot of the people we grew up with watching and and everything are yeah. you know have been passing away the last few years and it's it's a little upsetting. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, um, there was a Mouseketeer from the new new Mickey Mouse Clubhouse that had passed away as well. Mm. Um, new MMCs. Um, yeah, she passed away in December when we took our break. Tiffany Hale. Hale. H-A-L-E. Um, and I guess the only re- one of the reasons why that catches my attention, too, is um, the new Mickey Mouse Clubhouse was filmed here in, in Florida at, at the when it was Disney MGM Studios. So, yes. For a while, we had Justin Timberlake, Christine Aguilera, Britney Spears, uh, I believe Lance Bass are all part of that, that were here in Orlando filming the, the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. New, all-new oh. Mickey Mouse Club. She was a member of that. Wow. I just looked her up, and um, it says she died on Christmas Day at yeah. the age of 46. Yeah. Wow. That, wow. Yep. So, I mean... It, to me, like I said, there there was a lot of that. That's a connection to the parks in, in many, many ways. You no, know, mm. with where I work, so that ran seven years, right? Seven seasons, mm. eighty nine to ninety five. Mm. Yeah, so they they actually helped open Disney Hollywood Studios because mm. the park opened in eighty nine. 
So yeah, that's wild. So who? So I'm I'm on uh, Wikipedia. Notable cast members that went on to achieve global success in music and acting: Ryan Gosling, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, J.C. Chavez, Carrie Russell, E.D. <laughs> Mango, uh, Rona Bennett, Nikki Deloche, Chase Hampton. Um, Nick Carter was selected to join the program at the age of 12. He then decided to join the developing boy band instead, the Backstreet Boys. Well, you know, you, you can't really argue with his choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, quite quite interesting. So, anyway. Well, now, now that we've depressed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Which way do I go with this? Because I pretty much driving the ship on this one right mm-hmm. righty. uh let's do some anime first because of our good friends over at bandai have really kind of sparked that interest in us more um demon slayer fan demon slayer is a big mm. anime out um and i hate to say it but all the stories that i, I want all the stories i got tonight come from comicbook.com just putting that out there ahead of time so you were saying i'm losing you uh, you're back solid again so you were starting to say okay all right uh oh i just was gonna say that um oh that demon slayer that's one i wanted to check out i've heard interesting things about it i have two and i don't know if i'll watch it i may but um one creative demon slayer fan has brought all three of Tenjin Uzi's wives to life through some pitch perfect cosplay in celebration of the anime's second season. Hmm. And okay, I, I'm going to share this link with you so you can see. Check the chat. Yeah, she's pretty. I'm not going to say pitch perfect, but she's very close. She's she's very very close. Um, so the th- the three wives are named soon. Suma, Mako, and Hinatsuru, uh, all of them apparently have stayed alive in the show so far, and fans have been obsessed and hoping to see more of this trio as soon as possible. But this one fan caught the, they caught her eye, and she made a cosplay of each one of the three. Hmm. So, did you get the link? Uh, yeah, but it's taking forever to load up. Weird. Oop, there we go. Um, hmm. Yeah. She she's done a great job. Again, the story's from comicbook.com, so you go check it out there. Hmm. Amazing job. I I would say really, really close. Yeah. Cl- close enough. Impressive. Very impressive. It, and I'm even I'm even gonna say she's even um kind of toned it down a little bit from the <laughs> from the characters. I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to keep it family friendly, so we'll discuss after show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, mm-hmm. very, very impressed with the cosplay. Uh, go look on Instagram, uh, Tallyverse, T-A-L-I-V-E-R-S-E, uh, to see her Instagram photos. Um, you'll find these, and again, amazing cosplay. Amazing. To me, this is a type of cosplay that needs to be highlighted mm. and needs needs to be brought to the forefront. And I think, okay, so she's slowly becoming internet famous, but she's one that needs to be highlighted at her local conventions or in her, her region, wherever she's at. Even if she's in Japan, she needs to be highlighted in her area. Yeah. In the I local so. cons, in the local cons, I think local, I think local regional cons need to highlight those around them and give, well, those cosplayers, 
get more more of the attention than more of the internet ones is it i almost want to say small business approach support the smaller business <laughs> support your smaller cosplayers highlight them give let them have a chance at at being regional celebrities and, and do good with them you know yeah i can agree with that certainly or if if you're gonna do a um or or if you're gonna do a convention with the cosplayers create a cosplay corner I think we've talked about this before. Create a cosplay corner. Yeah. Do your runways there. Allow people to have fun on the runway as well type thing. You no, know, various times during the day to show off what they're wearing at the show. But do a cosplay corner mm. that should be separate from your media guests at this point in time. I mean, yeah, they're digital media because they're shown on the internet, but it's a different thing. They need to be in a separate area. They need to be separated. And, and that's how the celebrity for them should be should be treated. Just saying. It's an opinion. Y'all don't like my opinion? You know how you can email me. So <laughs> Mike at WeebyGeeks.net. Put it out there. No big deal. Um, I have nothing against cosplayers. Zoe has become a cosplayer in her own right. It's just, I think there needs to be some respectability amongst it. And the internet is taking it a totally different direction than it should with cosplayers. And the convention game changes that too, quite a bit. And that's, that's the issue I have. So again, just me. I have changed my mind on things in the past and I could be swayed. So <laughs> Feel free. I, I'm open to debate. I, I do listen. Is that, uh, what was it? When we had Laura Compton on the show, we talked about it some. And it was a good debate. And she brought up a lot of great valid points that, that I respected and swayed me a little bit, thinking a little different and taking a different approach. Sure. I don't think I'm near as bitter about it as I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was bitter. I'll admit it. I was bitter. Eh, I've always been kind of indifferent towards it. You know, whatever. They do what they do yeah and there are people that will you know eat it up so whatever i i'm i'm not a fan of those who go online want to be role models for younger girls but yet turn around and do very risque or only fans or whatnot to try and raise money as their mean main means to raise money in between conventions or go begging for money yeah i get that for costumes that what type of image does that show my daughter right. about being a cosplayer it, it I means me that image shows you want to do a specific costume you go out there and you pimp yourself out on the internet to raise money so so other people are paying for the materials for you to do stuff it's it's for me it's it's not a world i'm really that um involved in so i don't really have right as much of an opinion on it, but I do see your point there. And uh, that makes total sense. See, I would love to bring cosplayers on and do a show about it. Yeah, that would be, that would be interesting. But I, I'm almost afraid to, because I'm almost afraid. Okay. Death drop gorgeous was a big step for us because we, we hit subject matter that definitely was not a comfort thing for us threw us out of our element. And I consider that probably all our interviews are great. That was, that was a, a very fun interview. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, yes, I could be open-minded if we had cosplayers on, I would bring my point on, you know, I would make my point, but I would love to hear the other side of things as well. And since you said you would be interested, we need to really sit down and figure out how we approach that show. If we do it. 
Well, first of all, we have to find some cosplayers that yeah. would be interested. Yes, I'm sure they're out there. If you're who knows if we if if you're a cosplayer and you're interested, email us at weebegeeks at gmail dot com. Or wait, no, it's weebegeekspodcast, right? Uh, yes, we be at gmail.com. Yeah. Email us at we at gmail.com. So um I would be very interested to have a conversation about it with an actual cosplayer and get their point of view and actually, their thoughts would, on it. And, I would love to do a panel. Yeah, that would be interesting. And um please be open minded with us. Because, you know, we will be open-minded with you guys. We'll express our concerns and, and, and things that bother us. And feel free to tell us what bothers you guys about, like, our opinions or, you know, issues you have at cons or whatever. I, I would love to make it an open discussion. And, and yeah, it would, be, it would be a good way for them to get out, you know, anything they've ever wanted to talk about but haven't had a chance to. And. And I'm not going to judge anyone. I promise. It's I. I want to. I want to learn. I, I want to be. I want to be educated. If that makes sense. Yep. Does that sound about right? Mm-hmm. Want to be educated on this. So uh, I'll reach out on Twitter too for about cosplay. Or actually, I'll reach out on Instagram about cosplayers. Getting some cosplayers on. We figure out how to do this. So, uh, but to continue on, apparently there's a spinoff to The Walking Dead coming. And it's going to it's set to begin filming in Georgia. Tales of the Walking Dead is coming to life in Buford, Georgia. Um, the episodic anthology spinoff is scheduled to begin filming Tuesday, January 18th. So um, back in October, AMC greenlit its third spinoff, which will set to premiere this summer, 2022. Uh, Tales consists of six one-hour standalone episodes focused on new and established characters in the world of The Walking Dead. New and established? New and established. So what are your thoughts on this? Well, I used to watch The Walking Dead. So did and I. then I kind of I kind of dropped off of it. Uh right before the season that Rick Grimes left. Um so I haven't really watched it since then. Now I understand he's coming back, but I stopped watching shortly after so, episode one hundred. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I've never really gone into fear of the Walking Dead. So I don't know how much interest I would have in this one. I never got into unless fear. I hear it's like really good. Well, six episodes for the first season. They're all one shots. So you can watch episode four and not have and not know what happened in two and three or one. That's kind of that's kind of interesting. So I've been sort of okay an with anthology that. series. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed the internet web series they did on Patient Zero. I never saw that. That was pretty cool. Um, no, I, I think this I may give a shot. Well, then you'll have to let me know your thoughts. I, I will if I remember it when it comes out. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, let's see. Where do we go next? Uh, I'm going to do some Star Wars news real quick. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I'm sure we'll talk about this next week as well. Um, insider comments on release date rumors. Uh, rumors are the game's not coming out until 2023, suggesting the game may be lagging behind on its development milestones. Hmm. Does this worry you? Not really. Because, I mean, you know, 
what are the reasons I need more details before I'm going to start getting worried. It's not ideal, sure, but Uh, I think it's it's still too early to be worried about it. Uh, Now, there is no word of when the game will be revealed, but previous rumors have suggested it will happen before E3 in June. Hmm. Hopefully they'll have some footage of it, but I mean, you know, the first game was was so oh, good that uh, first game was wonderful. I, you know, I they'd have to purposely do some stupid stuff to mess it up. Um, now, according to a gentleman by the name of Henderson, Tom Henderson, who is a industry insider and leaker. So, OK, again, rumors. So we take this information lightly. Um. I'm a bit of a leaker, too, but not the same way. There's pills for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Henderson said, I've reached out to a few people regarding all the information that came out on Star Wars this week, but dates on Fallen Order by Jeff Grubb are accurate, but like him, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets pushed back to 2023. Uh, Adding to this... Henderson claims that a second Star Wars game is currently in development at EA and likes Fallen Order. It's a rumored sequel. It's supposedly a single single player narrative driven game. In other words, it's not Star Wars Battlefront 3. Um, could it be a single player version of Squadrons? The next step, which I've enjoyed. I've, I've enjoyed Squadrons. I still have. I still haven't played that yet. I got to. I haven't played. I haven't played in a while. Forgetting. I haven't played in a while, but I, I do enjoy the game. So, uh, at the moment of publishing, uh, EA and Respawn Entertainment, the two implicated parties, have not commented on Henderson's update or the initial rumors. So, take it. Take this story as it is. I just found it interesting that now we know it's coming. Now we're starting to hear rumblings. It'll be next year, twenty twenty three. So, uh, to continue with Star Wars. Are you caught up on... Uh, I am indeed. Apparently, the Book of Boba Fett has a surprising Mandalorian camo, or cameo, camo, cameo we almost missed. <laughs> uh, if you go in at 11 minutes, 19 seconds, you see Boba riding on the back of a Bantha past the mm-hmm. ominous landmark of bloodied stormtrooper helmets on pikes look more closely mm-hmm. you'll notice one of the mandalorians re- reoccurring allies Billy moto amy sadaris walking by she is the one who repairs his ship oh i totally did miss that with her pit droids huh. behind her well what do you know about that so, so yeah fun little easter egg mm. uh to continue on now i'm gonna have to rewatch it to continue on uh mario kart Nine is reportedly bringing back a fan favorite feature. Uh, oh, yeah. So what is this feature? There's a lot of rumors percolating around the Mar- next Mario Kart game uh, in the last few weeks. Some have referred to the next installment as Mario Kart 9. Others have labeled it 10, uh, suggesting Nintendo views Mario Kart Live Home Circuit as 9. Whatever the case, a lot of rumors about the next game. There's been a lot of rumors about the next game. Very few of these rumors and reports have divulged any details. Um, but we do have word that one feature in particular is returning. Unlike previous and older games in the series, Mario Kart 8, which was the best-selling entry in the series and the latest proper entry in the series, introduced other Nintendo IP. 
The majority of the game's characters were still Mario characters, but not entirely. According to this new report, this is set to continue with the next installment, which will boost well, boast multiple Nintendo IPs. Now, the meaning of multiple varies from person to person, but the definition suggests it's more synonymous with the numerous or more or many rather than a few or a couple or a handful. So as for what these other IPs are, uh, which comes way of a Nintendo leaker and insider leaky pandy, it said it will not pres- presumably be in line with Mario Kart 8. Leaky pandy. Ah, hmm. uh, that leaky pandy. I have a leaky pandy problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some, somebody told me there were pills for that. <laughs> leaky pandy? There's pills for that. Show episode title. <laughs> Uh, now we'll hit some DC news. DC Comics abruptly cancels a fan favorite series. They have announced yeah, that crazy that Joelle Jones' stellar Wonder Girl series will now end with Wonder Girl Seven, and that the previously solicited Wonder Girl Eight will not be released. Hmm. Instead, Flora's adventures will continue in the upcoming trial of the Amazons Wonder Girl One and Two, which will hit later this year. Hmm. So I wonder if the wonder if Wonder Girl Eight becomes an issue in one of those in in, in that new. That's what it sounds like. Um. So yeah, that's wild. Um. Sound, sounds like it was kind of I don't know. Like it sounds like it was abrupt, but it couldn't have been that abrupt. They must have known for a little while. You would think. Who knows? Less is just not selling. Well, they said it was a fan favorite, so I don't know what that means exactly, but... Yeah. Um, Arrow's David Ramsey to assemble new DC team and potential CW series. John Diggle hmm. isn't quite over, or isn't over quite yet, or at least the story of John Diggle. Hmm. It was announced that Ramsey is lined up to reprise the role on Justice U, a potential new series that's in development hmm. for the CW. Uh, it's been quietly in the works for about a month, and it's being written by Vampire Diaries' Michael Narducci and Grey Anat- Grey's Anatomy's Zoan Clack. If the script moves forward, Ramsey would also direct the pilot as part of the overall deal with Orlanti Productions. Now, about this show, go ahead. I was going to say, well, that really <laughs> that really uh, catches my interest there. Not really. <laughs> anyway, continue. In Justice U, after spending years fighting alongside masked heroes, Diggle embarks on a new mission to recruit five young metahumans to live undercover as freshmen at a prestigious university. There he will oversee their education and train them to become the heroes of tomorrow. It is unclear at this point which additional characters could be making their way into the series if any of them would have ties to an existing Arrowverse shows. Oh, did you see the rumor that Warner Brothers is looking to sell the CW? I did not see that rumor. Mm, That's going around earlier this week or last week. Wow. Would that surprise you? Again, just a rumor, but you know. Um, now the this news this news comes as Ramsey has been directing and guest starring in multiple episodes of Arrowverse shows such as Batwoman, Flash, Superman, Lois, and Legends of Tomorrow. 
In the time since Arrow wrapped in 2020, many have wanted to see follow-up the possibility that Diggle is actually Jon Stewart after the series finale seemed to hint that he got a Green Lantern ring. Mm -hmm. That would be a very hard stretch. Yeah, that's a little odd. What would cause him to change his last name from Diggle to Stewart? Irene, really? <laughs> there would have to be something else. And if he supposedly hinted at having the ring, then why haven't we heard about him using it or flashing it, no pun intended, in all these other cameos <laughs> that he's done on other Arrowverse shows? Mm. Good point. Yeah. Where is the ring? So, but I found it interesting that they were potentially doing this show. It's going to be almost like superhero girls cartoon where it's <laughs> or, or superhero high with Kurt Russell. Right. Really? Is that something we really need at this point in time? What would it take for, for us to watch this? Um, honestly, I don't know because I don't really, uh, I, I'm behind. I don't really, I kind of lost interest in most of the Arrowverse shows. The only one I'm truly interested in is Legends of Tomorrow, and I'm behind on it because I just haven't yeah, had time. Me too. I just haven't had time. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um. So the Batgirl movie adds three mystery roles to the cast. I did not know that this was going to be coming. See, the way DC did their fandom, I thought this was going to be a direct-to-theater movie. Apparently, it's going to make its debut on HBO Max. Huh. Um. So yeah, I thought it was going to be too. Weird. So Hollywood Reporter has confirmed Rebecca Front, Corey Johnson, and Ethan Kai have joined the cast of Batgirl in currently unknown roles. Um, Johnson has made appearances in Hellboy, Doctor Who, and the Bourne franchise. Kai's filmography is Killing Eve, London Kills, and Emmerdale Farm. Uh, and Front is a BAFTA, BAFTA winning actress whose work includes Avenue 5. Uh, I am still waiting to see what the costume looks like and how close is it going to be to like the Gail Simone type look. Or not Gail mm. Simone, uh, the modern with her wearing like Doc Martin type boots and stuff like that. Mm. Um, interesting casting. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, production is underway in Glasgow. In Glasgow, Scotland, in my horrible Scottish <laughs> accent. But, yeah, was, well, yeah, it wasn't uh, good. So, uh, <laughs> now the film is all, uh, Batgirls being directed by Bad Boys for Life and Miss Marvel's Bilal Fala and Adil L. Arby. And it's written by Christine Hodson, whose work includes Birds of Prey. In the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn in the upcoming Flash movie. Uh, this film is also expected to see the return of J.K. Simmons as Commissioner James Gordon and Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne slash Batman, with hmm. Brandon F Brandon Fraser joining the cast as Firefly. Hmm. Interesting choice for Brandon Fla Brandon Fraser and ja Jacob yeah. Scipio. Cast in a currently unknown role. The Moth, maybe? Hmm. Mothman? Or Killer Moth? Mm -hmm. Is it Killer Moth? Yeah, it's Killer, Killer Moth. Yeah. yeah, Killer Moth, yeah. See, I would love to see Killer Moth. We're getting Firefly bring Killer Moth as well. So, uh, Batgirl is expected to debut on HBO Max at a later date. Hmm. And then Interesting. In 
best for last. Merch, toys, collectibles, etc. Barring any last-minute delays, the Batman film starring Robert Pattinson will arrive in theaters March 4th, 2022. I'm still... I'm peaked. Wow. My interest is peaked. Yeah, mine too. But I'm still um, not holding out hope. Yeah, I'm... Yeah... I'm sure Pattinson will make a great Bruce Wayne. I'm, intrigued, I'm, just, but I'm, I'm unsure about his Batman. See, I was, I'm unsure about his Bruce Wayne. <laughs> as long as he doesn't sparkle. Uh, um, anyway, with only a few months away, uh, the merchandise machine is starting to heat up with the release of new items like action figures and Lego sets. In fact, Warner Media Global Brands and Experiences recently announced the largest collection of Batman film products in more than a decade will debut alongside the movie. Uh, Merchoid has already launched a few of these products in recent days, including a collection of t-shirts, hoodies, jackets, replicas, backpacks, and more. Uh, so there is a Batman 24 gold, 24 karat gold plated replica chest emblem, Batman wow. replica chest emblem for $4 less. 24 karat gold plated replica chest emblem is $34.99. The replica mm-hmm. chest emblem, $30.99. Um, Batman I Am Vengeance premium hoodies, a Batman I Am the Shadows premium jacket, the Batman mini backpack, it's probably a lounge fly, uh, the Batman cowl cap, the Batman snapback cap, Batman wallet, and the Batman t-shirts. That is all from Merchoid, hmm. and I don't believe this is lounge fly. Um, so yeah, and this is this is this is the start. It's interesting, and apparently the Peacemaker has dropped on HBO Plus or HBO Max. Yes, and I actually just watched the first episode tonight earlier tonight, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty good. I gotta say, uh, is it? Um, did they drop the whole series? No, or, or are they releasing they, weekly? It, they have th- three episodes out, okay. and then I think it's going to be weekly after that. Gotcha. I, I am more than halfway through Cobra Kai season four. I still haven't watched Cobra Kai yet. It, it's it's interesting. Yeah. So that's all. That's all I've got. Once again. Um. That's all I've got for stories. Got anything? Mm. Final thoughts? I guess. Mm, nope. I got nothing. Well, I got nothing as well. So uh, I'm just going to say until next time. So um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.